night before or something, or the morning or whatever, I was, I was laying in bed. I started to think about like what it's like to not exist. And it's one thing to say and for me to say it over the internet right now and be like, yeah, there's just nothing there. But like, what? The ramifications of that kind of fucked up in your mind. You're just like, I am no longer, at, at some point, I'm not going to be here. Yeah, it's just making Yeah, it's really weird. But that's why I don't think about those things, because I... Here's what you should do, but there's things that you should experience. It's like, uh... There have been points where life has happened where I probably should have come out of what I did. And, like, I'm here again. I have to question, like, why we can, like, be able to do that. And I think it's very interesting. You know, I can say that I help people one way, here and there, and it's only because I'm here. You know, there have been people that I've met in different bad situations, and I've managed to talk about them, and be there for them, you know, and just being in existence, like my parents, first of all, foremost, like, I'm helping them along because they don't have to see, like, the end of their childhood. And, I mean, reality is just how you perceive it anyway. Yeah. And what's funny is that <laughs> we perceive other humans and interact with them, and they kind of form the basis of our reality. But, like, it's funny that we don't have – well, I guess pets do too, like dogs and cats and lizards or whatever. But they're not exactly, like, sentient to the degree that you can really communicate with them on a deep level. But I guess you actually kind of could at the same time. What am I talking about? I think I'm just trying to say that, like, the majority of our <laughs> memories involve other people. And people, like, why don't we have, this is a stupid question. Why don't we have other species mingling with us at the same level of consciousness to create, yeah, this is dumb. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense because you know about development. I mean. That's just the way life has developed to, to this point. Like, there's no cortex within any other kind of animal. I mean, maybe dolphins. If we could just, like, communicate with dolphins, like, to where they can speak, that would be different. But communicating brainwaves, it's already been kind of, like, done. People are still trying to do that, you know, nowadays. Like, there's still biology happening in the world, even though, like, a lot of things have happened. So even though, like, COVID's a thing, and it's just, you know, the world is falling apart with politics, even though it's getting better with that. You know, there's still biology think, in the world. And that's what saves us is the fact that biology is still a thing. Because we're learning I think the old terms of civil. I think the old norms of civilization are falling apart. Well, I think not, that's what's happening. Right no, now. it's just they're underlying to compare it to the big news. The big news is stupid. But the underlying news is that every day people are still out investigating like species and making sure that they find what's necessary to keep the world alive you know and that's what that's the goal that i 
ultimately wanted to do when I started like going through my degree in biology. And that's the goal that I lost going towards chemistry. And it feels kind of weird doing that. But uh, I don't know. Well, maybe you're, uh, maybe you're working a job that you uh, just kind of fell into because the VA gave it to you. No. I think what it is is like, it goes back to the point of being in a certain place at a certain time. Like, I'm learning something that I would never have learned if I went anywhere else. You know, and it's important because it's not only regulatory on just like certain levels, it's, it's important because it's about the toxicity of life. You know, I can, I can test for things in the environment that are way beyond the levels of just what you ingest. Like if there's something wrong in the environment that's like a huge metal concern, if I learn enough what I'm doing, then any biological concern with trace from the contamination can be observed and I can understand what's going on with it. So there's a lot to it. That's pretty wild, dude. Yeah. Props to you for for getting into it like that, because I just yeah. Well, it just kind of happened, and it's just kind of happened. Like my my family always taught me just keep trying no matter what. So I just kept trying. That's all. Just keep trying, dog. Where you have the cryptocurrencies? I know you got like billions staked upon those. What is this again? Your cryptocurrency free out those with your huge massive gains. I don't have massive gains. I, I, well, right now I've gotten into crypto too late, but it's everybody's saying it's going to go up to 60, 70, 100,000, whatever. I have like that's just Bitcoin. That's just Bitcoin. So um, I've made some money, but all the other cryptos kind of follow Bitcoin. But this, this dude I'm talking to is basically saying that Bitcoin's kind of old tech now. So it's it's catching on for sure. But it's like, in terms of this, of it being a long lasting in, internet currency, I don't, they they don't think that's going to be Bitcoin. I heard that. It's going to be. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of slow. It's kind of a slow piece of software. You want to call it that. So what does it mean for Litecoin? Litecoin is, I think, I, dude, I don't know, man. I think you need to research Litecoin for yourself. The, the thing about a lot of these cryptocurrencies is they use they use the same formula as uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum. Like those are the two big ones, Bitcoin and Ethereum. And um, I think Litecoin is based off of Ethereum, if I'm not mistaken. And from what I understand, Ethereum is a much better technology than Bitcoin. But Bitcoin came first, but um, they're, they're, start, they're working on making Ethereum 2.0, and uh, that's supposed to be like a big deal. And a lot of people are focusing on converting their current Ethereum to Ethereum 2.0, and that's going to be something that happens in the next five years, I guess, three to five years. But I think in the next few months, we're going to see a lot of movement with crypto. 
And if Bitcoin, see the thing that's happening, and, and see, I, I don't know enough about the tech, and that sucks. I need to learn more because there's, you know, as Warren Buffett said, you need to know the ins and outs of everything you invest in, and you, so that you can explain it to your relatives or friends or whatever before you start throwing money at it. And I don't do that, but uh, I know that in the next three months, there's going to be a lot of movement with crypto. And it's going to trickle down to all the altcoins. You know, once everybody gets their, their tax returns and their stimulus checks, like a lot of people, myself included, are going to put in to, you know, not only cryptos, but stocks and ETFs because everybody wants to make more money, right? Yeah, so, but uh, I think what's going to end up happening more so is people that put things in like crypto and, and gold and silver and commodities they kind of put their money there they're going to be better off in the long run because i think prices are going to catch up with all this inflation everything's going to be a lot more expensive well, I think like you see it at in- the same time the fact that stocks are so good or miss and now millennials are just investing like on the fly like their phones while they're playing video games on Twitch also. So I think they're well, that's what the, the way that they used to be and what they used to be. Yeah, the, the younger kids are doing that, but I mean, this billionaire head, the billionaire hedge fund managers, dude, they're still playing the old game. Yeah, but from now on, like, everybody's going to be trading on their phones. I already read articles about this. They said that, like, the game, they're, they're literally... Their little game, whatever, for the stock markets has changed. I've never been as much volatile, so I don't care. But yeah, they said it's changed so much where you can like change, like trade your pajamas. You don't have to go like in Wall Street. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Because, but I think what's going to happen is our trust and currency having value yeah, is going to drop. What, what's the value of currency if you can just move through your house? Exactly. That's why um, some of the old guys are saying that gold and silver are more valuable than people think because it's actually real. You know, Bitcoin, I guess you could say it's real, but at the end of the day, it's just a string of numbers and characters and formulas, but it, it's nothing. I mean, if like the power goes out across the planet, which wouldn't happen, well, a nuclear war. Okay. Nuclear okay. war. Okay, but if that happened, there would be less to worry about. There would be more to worry about than probably. Be like the fallout. Well, yeah. If a fucking nuclear war happened, dude, Bitcoin and money are the least of our problems. We're just trying to survive at that point. Yeah, you have but, to survive from the fallout. But if you say, like, let's say you did survive and you and you were like part of the aftermath of all that. Somehow, some way, currency would come back again because people are going to want to start trading again and doing shit. And if you've got gold, well, there you go. You're going to be. I like your thinking. I don't think that that's going to be a thing. It's not really practical, no. Because if we're talking about a post-apocalyptic scenario where it's going to be every man for himself. There's there's not going to be currency anymore. There's just going to be like survival. Well, chances are, if you have gold and, and you don't have like anything to protect it, you're just gonna get fucking robbed time and again or killed. Especially if people find out, everybody's gonna be after your gold. Pretty much. So, 
I mean, in that respect, gold's great if you can protect it and secure it and guard it until things get back to normal. But that's not practical thinking. And if that were to happen, and, and we just happen to have a bunch of gold to hold on to like that, it wouldn't be our kids or grandkids that would actually be able to actually use it and do anything with it. But everything would be so fucked up for a long time. Well, a long time is like a lot. Like, that's sooner than you think. I mean, I mean, what you say is like a long time things would be fucked up, but, you know, things would be fucked up for pretty much everything. I mean, if that ever happened, the whole world would just be fucked forever. You know, there would not be anything more... back to it. I think a more likely scenario would be a solar storm, a really bad one, that knocks out the grid. Solar storm or a polar storm? Solar storm from the sun. Like flares from the sun? I don't think that would happen. Yeah, solar flare. They do happen. They do happen, but it would be kind of like a very, very, very low odds of it actually hitting the planet. But they do. Solar flares are fucking gnarly, dude. No. And the sun has like the... The sun has these sunspots that are that release these flares that are insane. And if they just so happen to get to our planet, they could just fuck it all up. But it would only kind of, I say like, it would fuck the planet up, but it would kind of only fuck up the side facing the sun at that time. So like the other side of the planet would probably still have electricity. So it wouldn't be a planet-wide catastrophe. It would be just kind of like one side of the planet being really jacked up. Dude, you know what? You know what's fucked up? It's really messed up. Is people want people to live forever, but people don't. People neglect to think about the fact that the planet goes through some pretty crazy stuff. So I mean, if you live forever, you're going to be privy to like glaciers, ice ages, like planetary volatation. You know, like things that are just occurrence in the natural environment that are going to destroy everything. Do an asteroid. Planet. Like a fucking star if, hitting a planet? If, no. If an asteroid hit the planet, dude, it would be it'd be done. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna live to see like a planet hitting the planet and it's gonna be like your last days on Earth, you have to sit there and count down and look at your family and say goodbye. It's just it's so weird. And yet it's totally possible, dude. Yeah, it's totally possible. If, if Yellowstone were to erupt. Like it's over, dude. Those people who get <laughs> lost in mudslides trip me out. Like they build their houses, and all of a sudden the rain comes and it gets too heavy. And the next thing you know, in the middle of the night, they're like surrounded by mud, and then then they get drowned in mud. Mud is so thick you just can't breathe and can't get out of it. Oh, you can't yeah. get out of it. You'd be like entombed. That's so terrible. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of. I I think that's where, honestly, where like a lot of black metal comes from. Like going back to music, <laughs> like they think about the worst possible deaths in the entire world. They're just like, oh, this is our music. Now. I think, I think black black metal obviously started in the solitude of of the of fucking Norway. Yeah, just like where there's nothing but ice. That's got to be like I living. But see. The Vikings, bro, they like they made the best of what they had in that situation, which wasn't much. So they went and pillaged and stole from everyone else. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. But the guys that started black metal, like they were in a modern Western society where you could go to the grocery store and get those things or 
you know, you buy clothes and, you know, it was just the 90s. It wasn't really oh, too different from now. Black started? Late 80s, early 90s, yeah. Yeah, I kind of figures. So I think they still had that in their blood, like their fucking desire to be a primal. And they were just being washed by washed over by like modern society and they just wanted to bucket. All right, dude, here's a good conversation for you. Like, what was it like when you were growing up? Like, where did you, as far as like music, music only, not like your other things that were happening in your life, just like where did your, your drive to music come from and what happened? What, what was it like? Um, well, like the first band that I really dug was I liked The Cure a lot and I got down with it, but it didn't really like didn't really like make me feel like this is the shit. I think it was Green Day. Green Day? I was really oh, Yeah, I was really young and I heard their album Nimrod. I think that was like the first album of all albums. <laughs> But it just had some like it was basically just rock and roll. Like it was gonna happen at some point. She's, some band out. She screams in silence. A silly penetrating her mind. Yeah, I love that album. One of the first songs that really got me was just Hitching a Ride. That was a good one too. And then I, I got a hold of Insomniac somehow. And I heard like, and then Offspring, like my friend showed me Offspring and all these other bands. And I think the only two bands that really stuck was Green Day and Offspring. But Green Day way more than Offspring. Like I didn't even own the, I, he showed me the song because like we were kids, like 12. Mm-hmm. And he showed me the, um, the song on the, on the Smash album where there's like, you stupid goddamn or what is it? You stupid, dumb shit, goddamn motherfucker! And it was like, when I'm in my car, I stay in my lane. Yeah. Yeah, I know that song. And I was like, oh shit, this is rad. But he would leave when he came over and he took the Smash album with me, but I had Green Day. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just listen to Green Day. So then I, um, my dad bought my sister a guitar for Christmas, which pissed me off because I, I kind of really didn't get it. Like, I'm just thinking about it. I don't ever really talk about this stuff. I didn't really get it. Like, I knew music had a guitar, but it didn't really click that it would be something that I should should try to do. But as soon as I noticed that my sister was getting a, an acoustic guitar, I got kind of butthurt. It was like, but I didn't really like voice my, my desires to my parents. Like, Hey, I want to play guitar. I never really said that, but one Christmas she got a guitar sure enough. And I was like, man, what the fuck? But you know, it wasn't until like we moved to Lexington and I was like 14 or whatever, or 13, I guess I was 14. And finally, like I told my dad that I want a guitar. I was like, I want an electric guitar and I want to take lessons because this is like, you know, after I moved to Lexington, I was already listening to like Limp Biscuit and Corn and Deftones and God, what, 
who else did I listen to? Power Man Five Thousand. <laughs> I was really into new metal when I was that when I was in middle school. And I have no idea how that started. Dude, my experience was like totally different than yours when I first got my guitar. Like I I started off like I was playing guitar or I was playing trumpet when I was like in fourth grade. And then after after fourth grade, like I kept going and playing like through all these different band programs. And then when I got to high school, I heard Blur for the first time. I heard a uh, song too, like yeah, I have that album. Yeah, that song. I heard it for the first time. I was like, that was really cool. So I asked my dad to play if I could get a guitar, and like one day he showed up with the Sears guitar that he it was a Yamaha, but he bought it from Sears when they were still open. And I learned how to play that song because I knew how to play trumpet. And I just kept learning. Then I met, of course, by starting to learn guitar, I wanted to learn more about the culture. So I started listening more Metallica. And I started learning more Metallica. And then I got involved yeah. in the fucking stoner culture. Then the stoner culture kind of took me in. Then I kept playing guitar with all the different people around the neighborhood. Just, it was a mess. That was some of you. Yeah, dude, you had a little more involved than I did. I kind of learned guitar with that this guy named adrian he he showed me like he introduced me to a lot a lot heavier shit like slipknot sepultura mud vein chimera and i was like right on he showed me drop d tuning and drop c tuning all this shit yeah and it wasn't until i started listening to that stuff that i really started to play on my own and i would just sit in my room and um i would listen along to like sepultura I didn't really fuck with corn like this, but I definitely listened to Sepultura. I listened to some Slayer, I think. I had that I Slayer album like where they the only exact did... same music I was listening to. Yeah, but I only listened to the Slayer album that had all the um the punk rock covers, and I don't even know what it's called. Oh, but that's right. actually a really good al- that's a really good album. But anyway, and then I listened to Propagandi. I listened to that a lot. I listened to Green Day, of course. And I listened to um, AFI of all bands, and I would just play along and learn how to play those a lot of those songs. And I kind of, <laughs> it'd be really funny to learn how to play some of those again, but I forgot a lot. But how does the boy that destroyed the world go? What do with the boy who tried to save the world? Whoa. Oh, oh. That's a rad song, dude. Dude, that is such a that is such a great album. And that song Total Immortal, I think, is also on that album. That's Wait, also a record. Re- That's all I want. What? The course of the boy who destroyed the world. Remember when? Remember, remember when? when? Remember when? Oh, yeah. Remember remember when? Remember when? Remember when we were so beautiful? Remember when? Remember when? Remember when we were all beautiful? Oh, dude. I don't give a fuck what anybody says, but those old AFI records are badass. Fuck yeah, dude. That shit was so killer. Yeah, like... I had all of them. 
I used to have all of them in a book, and I was proud of the fact that I had all of them. Yeah, dude, that shit's that shit's still good. Yeah, I like that. Oh, good God. punk rock. They were all so good. Who is it? But since we've lost our ground, that's what it is. But um, Alkaline Trio too. I used to love Alkaline Trio, dude. Yeah, I listened to like street punk bands too, like The Unseen. The Global Threat, The Casualties, The Virus. But some of those are like, kind of like, they're okay. It's, nowadays, you listen to it, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> kind of cookie cutter. Cook, cookie cutter punk rock. No, no not really this, feeling is one, this is one Outland Trio song that's like not even punk rock. It's not even like to the point where you think it's punk rock. But it's just like the what he's talking about is like completely perfect. It's the bass player chugging along. Like, the bass player is like the best singer of the whole band, I think. I can't remember his name. It's Tom something. But he's just like, dude, he's just like, uh, he likes to act like he's all grown up. He wanted to grow up to be an actor, but he never told anybody. Just what he said right there was like enough to fucking make me know. It's just like, I, I think I tried up and just didn't tell anybody what it wanted to be, but just kind of like fell apart in the long run. I think I tried Alkaline Trio at some point, but it just didn't like. I think the vocals is what didn't do it for me. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, fucking Davy Havoc singing like a chick, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, really. Davy Havoc does sing like a chick. Hey, yeah, he does. I Davey mean, Havoc, Davey if you're Havoc, listening. I'm surprised he's not actually labeled as trans because of the way he portrays himself. He's a he's pansexual. Is he pansexual? Or, okay, that makes sense. I yeah, but like actually, dude, dude, I don't know about that anymore. Like, he was getting kind of weird about some shit. Oh, I don't know, not weird or whatever. He was just kind of expressing himself in a lot of different ways. Like he was vegan and straight edge and he was pansexual and all this other shit. And then very recently, dude, I looked him up and he like James cut his Lee. hair short. He, he uh, cut his hair short. He is, all of his tattoos have been covered and blacked out and he dresses like in suits and shit. So I don't know. Something happened that's to him. That's awesome actually because that's how I want to be when I get older. I want to dress in suits to where I look respectful as an older man. Yeah, he just looks like a, a, a man. Well, I I don't know. I think it's actually pretty cool bro, to be a punk like that and change like that much. But you look at Fat Mike, and Fat Mike is just like the same Fat Mike that he used to be. So, All right. Who knows? Fat Mike, Mike. But Fat Mike is kind of a slob. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like He's still the same slob, Fat Mike, punk. That was the NoFX beginner, you know. So I don't know. I think I'd rather go the route of JV Havoc and just be like, I'm an adult now and be professional. So this is what I am. The thing about Fat Mike though is that he used to not do drugs and shit. Yeah. It wasn't until he was thirties he started doing drugs. But I mean, like he was smart. He wanted to get NoFX up and running and had everything in place and you know get big. And then they did, and he was like, all right, it's time to party. And he's been on that role ever since, but he's definitely kind of fucked up a lot. And he, like, recently, he, whereas, you know, as the years go by, he seems to fuck up even more. Mm. 
So I don't know if he should get sober. Well, who knows with those people? I mean, it just depends on, like, it all depends on what he wants, honestly. Like, because the more I think about it, like, I see people, like, in their cars, and I see people traveling from place to place, and I'm sitting in the car with Asa, and I look at him, and I'm just like, everybody has their own individual fucking universe going on inside their head and their body. You know, everything they choose is their own. So, like, who am I to interject and say what they shouldn't do or should do? Because I think that everybody should, like, ultimately have their own opinion about everything since it's so hard to manage your body in the first place. I mean, you gotta well, yeah. think about just, like, what you were saying, what you were telling me the other day, like, try to walk with your arms moving together at the same time in the same direction. Just, like, <laughs> just think about stuff like that. You're commanding your body to do certain things that's not natural. You know, so, like, every kind of decision you make, you're kind of commanding your body to do something that doesn't feel quite natural at the moment. But it has to feel natural in the long run if you're going to be happy. You know, certain things like that. So that's what I think about all day long. Oh, yeah. But, hey, man, it's been it's been an hour. Yeah, so we should probably wrap this up. But uh, it was good talking to you again, man. Hope everybody enjoys this podcast. This time we actually talk about something that's useful. So right on. Um, it's all good. We, we'll be back. We touched on some good things and we're just getting better. So don't hesitate to listen for more. So talk to you later. Keep listening in. I promise it'll get better. Keep Maybe we'll get in. some other people in here. Yeah, of course. That'd be great. Get some. If you feel right, like dude. you want to play a role in this, then just contact us and we'll see what happens. We're just kind of talking shit. Yep. If you like to talk shit. If you enjoy what we have to bring and listen to us more, but all right.